0: Welcome to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean and our guest this morning is Eric Bleach. Today's show we have a very long interview, conversation actually, with Eric Bleach, a singer-songwriter from Toronto. Eric released the five-song EP, More Than Anything You Feared, on Valentine's Day 2022. It is a vulnerable song cycle built around the rises and falls, mental instability, and quiet bliss of domestic partnership. Written and recorded in the pre-pandemic before times, this vulnerable offering is perhaps more relevant now than ever. From a shared loss to personal triumphs, bleach, intimate songwriting, is swathed at times in murky strings, familiar waltzes, and eerie soundscapes the latter giving way to kaleidoscope waves of chiming glockenspiel, trumpet, fanfare, and lush swells of accordion, violin, and battered guitar. Eric is a prolific songwriter of many, many genres and styles, and we can only feature a few of them here, but we're going to have a long conversation about this long-awaited second, really second album release from Eric Bleach. Let's sort of roll back and just sort of get a little bit of the genesis of the album because it was actually recorded, I think, uh, before the pandemic, right? Um, it was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and w- can you walk us a little bit through the story of why it didn't get released or what you were waiting to do or uh, how you were feeling about it? Or I mean, we talked about this before, but let's sort of catch up on it again.
1: Yeah. I guess, uh, it's got a lot of, uh, I was, I was talking to someone the other day and they asked me how it felt to have the physical CD. And I, I said, it felt like destroying a Horcrux. Um, (laughs) yeah. Which is a, a Harry Potter thing. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know Harry Potter. So (laughs) it's, uh, uh, it's like, uh, it's sort of like a piece of a soul. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, it started uh many years ago. I'm not even sure what year it would have been, but uh I I had a, a partner for many years who was a visual artist and uh in one of her uh solo shows she 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 painted uh all these um portraits of us in in these in this very like intense uh style. It was very oh, kind yeah. of emotional and it was uh, this collection about uh, you know kind of living with someone and, and learning how to do that and yeah. it going through you know deaths and losses and fights and 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 those moments where it really brings you together and and she asked me to put together uh, a small set to play at at one of the at one of the. Uh, the, on the final day of the show, right? And so my my band and I uh, put together a, a set, and 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 Stella and I—that's her name. She uh, collaborated. Uh, we we worked on the the set list together and picked songs of mine that felt like they really uh, were exploring the same things. And it was supposed to be like, you know, she was approaching it from a visual perspective and i was approaching it from you know using words and, and 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 music and and uh and we we played it and and it was a, a very cathartic thing uh it's probably one of the most memorable kind of performances of, of you know probably top 10 yeah <laughs> of being yeah. surrounded by you know like i was standing next to this
0: piece right yeah
1: and i'm you know looking i'm playing these songs and i'm i'm looking at this you know man with these black hole eyes and this sort of <laughs> you know and and there's there's other ones where yeah it was like a little tiny man holding up like a giant woman like right. and like being crushed under all the weight and yeah. um yeah it was it was really cathartic but i i felt it felt like i wanted to at the, at the time, it became very important for me to make that into an album. I thought it was a really cohesive thing, and I try to have a kind of a theme to anything I put out. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to use that piece. Um, and uh, we were together for many years, and when our relationship ended, uh, it sort of, uh, like I was gonna put it out then. and. Right. And I, I, had to take a step back and uh, rebuild my life. And 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 she was very kind and generous. And and we we talked, and she said, "Are you still going to use this piece?" And and I said, "Oh, well, you know, I mean, probably not." Right. And 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 she said, "I want you to use it. Like this is, this is." really the only true collaboration we ever did and 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 that was sort of right. you know part of the nature of of our we we always wanted to collaborate and, and to have this sort of artifact from that period that is so tied to all of the things that happened over a few years um it uh it was it was really hard for me to kind of let let go of it right um and and it was it was mastered, I think, in 2018. Oh my goodness! And and I just never got the design together. And then I I, I started recording another album like that year, and got part way through. And when the pandemic hit, I was in the middle of recording some other stuff with some other people. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I started making this like wild concept record series. And I've so I've got. All these projects in various states of semi-started, kind of, yeah. you know, finished or like drafted out, and uh, I've really felt like a kind of a blockage by not releasing yeah. this album, and and I'm very excited. It feels it feels really freeing. Yeah. And
0: well, we're all very lucky. For people to hear it. Yeah, we're all very lucky that you uh, you are releasing it because there's some. Uh, there's some, you know, there's some real soul kind of magic going on in there, and uh, without the lyrics, it's a Thank little you. bit challenging in some regards to to talk about uh, all of the songs that way. But the is there actually a picture for each uh, song? Is that how it works, or is it, uh, it was there a collection of art that she had, and then you just like you only wrote five songs for the show, or uh, was there more songs written around there?
1: There were songs that I had written okay. about, you know, being in, it was like, it was when we looked at the songs I had at the time from the period that she was working on the show, uh, these five were the, the clear ones okay. and, and they're, I think, uh, Calico Night, the first song was, was very new at the time. It okay. was probably the, you know, one of the first times we played it and, uh yeah i guess we can talk more about that sure well i mean the
0: first thing that i noticed was that in calico nights the the vultures are high enough up in the sky that they can't seem to hurt the narrator of the song and then by the end of the five songs you're actually singing along with the birds of some sort and there's Mm -hmm. there's some sort of uh i don't know if the word is catharsis or some kind of journey going on in the five tunes and uh was that intentional? Was that did you want to sequence it that way so that the listener follows that sort of storyline, or was there just sort of how it came together? Uh,
1: it's a bit of both. Yeah. Um, the The play order hasn't changed ever. Yeah. That's the way that we played it that day. Yeah. Um, we recorded it uh, knowing that this was going to be the sequence,
0: right? Okay.
1: Which uh, is a bit challenging because when you know like this song is going to open the record.
0: Yeah.
1: You feel a lot of pressure to get it right and sometimes things aren't aren't working out and you're fighting with them and yeah. it's like oh like this has to come together and right. uh, yeah. you know we've found certain things along the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's that running thing of like it's it's it like for me it's a lot about conceptually mental health and in the context of, of a domestic partnership and it is very much i think really relevant now i think that's one of the reasons
0: that sure I've more than relevant I need, like i need to put it out now <laughs> yeah. because yeah.
1: so many people are are trapped trapped in their homes with people that you know they love but yeah. maybe don't always get along with yeah. maybe maybe it's maybe they're not getting along at all and there's yeah. those memories of you know when when they you used to get together and those are really genuine things and when they when they come through it's like the light comes up and yeah Yeah. um yeah so there's def there's very much like a like there's a line in the the second last song before before the song birds yeah uh that says uh like the it's something like the sun is rising over the shore and it hasn't lit yet what we've got in store right uh, but it's not too late to find your path because nothing can be worse than your mind's own wrath, and, exactly. and that that idea that the fear that you're feeling is 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 overcomeable, right. and yeah. or you know can be overcome, and and it is you know real in the way that you make it real. Like when people believe in anything, it becomes real. Yep. Uh, someone who believes in God, like. That's real for them, <laughs> yeah. and someone who doesn't, it's it's not there. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. Well, perception is everything, right? But fear is an interesting, uh, interesting yeah. dimension because it has a way of sucking us away from ourselves. Like um, at least my experience with with fear and anxiety and those types of things, I, and you get so tripped out by it that pretty soon you know you can't see the anything. You're just like locked in this sort of. Uh, spiral and it's uh, it's crazy (laughs) I mean well I mean that's not the right word but yeah it feels like out of control uh yeah I mean and uh, now can um just talking about the whole project in a whole now how how do you approach your songwriting because each of these songs sounds fairly unique in itself but they also seem very connected in terms of You know, and so how how do you write like that? Did you sit? Did you have a kind of overarching theme? I mean, you know, typically songs are one at a time, right? You just conquer them one at a time. But uh, this has a sense that there was something kind of interlocked between them. So, uh, can you just just to give us a little bit of a sense of how the writing process went, and or how you write? I mean, do you start with lyrics or? Sound or things like that. Um, sure, sure. Yeah.
1: I think I think the band has a lot to do with yeah with that that cohesiveness. Yeah, because um, a lot of these songs, uh, a few of them, like I wrote before I was playing with the band, but I had certain textural elements that I wanted to play with, like a l- lampshade. The second song is it's like a French waltz kind right, of thing, yeah. and and it felt very kind of dramatic uh and and like i i would play it and i would sing what is the the sort of accordion melody and when i started playing with tristan murphy who plays the accordion and the trumpet and the glockenspiel um on the record uh you know i was like i had this idea i originally thought it would kind of like be very accordion driven like a you know kind of thing and and but like the core of these songs and the core of what i do is built around you know my voice and my guitar playing and and i try to work with other musicians to fill in the gaps and bring out the natural dynamics of the songs and and play you know those 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 melodies, and and sometimes they come up with their own, and sometimes it's something that I've had right. in my head, and and so uh, that band, like we were playing every month at Graffiti's in Kensington Market in Toronto, right? Uh, and I played I played there for four years right. uh, with with my friend Carl Russo, right? Who you know, and yeah, uh, yeah when the band kind of came together, like I was. Uh, playing with a, a bass player was a friend. And, and then Tristan came on for a gig, you know, to see how it would go. And and we played together for four years right. and, and we kind of built a vocabulary. And I, I taught them my vocabulary in a way, you know, when you're collaborating with people, you want them to bring right. their natural things to it, like their voice. Right. Uh, but you kind of, you kind of have to shape it from the, from the, the back like you you're like i'm gonna see where you're gonna go <laughs> and and then we'll finesse it and i'll, I'll try to guide you yeah. you know where i can mm-hmm. and in the end it's my song and i don't want to sign up on something that's not gonna like right. work for the song and, right. and if it doesn't serve it then then that's that's how it is so yeah. these these particular songs like they weren't written as a suite uh they were written you know over the course of uh certain moments in uh in that relationship and you know one of them was a like lampshade uh i wrote the f- i always write a new song when i move into a new place right and when uh my partner and i at the time moved in together for the first time and we we got a, a like a first floor of a house and uh our little our little place and i wrote i wrote lambshade that was that was like a new year's eve song and there's the the champagne and shattered glass thing in that is that that was you know that was a, a, a glimpse of that and and when when we a few years later moved into uh where i currently live uh not long after that i wrote calico right um looking out the window uh, at the sunset because uh, it's yeah. sort of this northeast or right. northwest facing thing, right. and there's beautiful sunsets in the yeah. summer. And, you know, feeling uh, what I was feeling was dealing with a, a loss at the time that we were um, – and, and like, that song – like, you asked me my process. Uh, Calico, I tried to write a song in the night – was crying and ugly and, and nothing was working and it was right. it was stupid like it was like a cathartic moment but yeah. I, I wasn't i wasn't creating anything right. for anyone else yeah. it was very much trying to process something that i wasn't ready to yet i think and then uh in the i remember specifically in the morning getting up and picking up my my yeah. which is a small six-string guitar Um, Yeah. And just playing around until I I hit those chords and, Mm -hmm. and those chords felt really resonant in that moment. And, Mm -hmm. and I, like, I love, I love, I love chords. I love kind of open chords. And and I think they really show you where the melody wants to go. If Mm -hmm. you, if you listen and, and I, I had two, two lines written down in my notebook and it was uh, the strangers on the street tonight yeah. are bathing in the setting light. Yeah. and can't get and any better I mean, than that. Okay, well, what's going on? <laughs> well, they're...
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. perfect. And I yeah. sang them. and yeah. I think like I was supposed to like we were gonna go out for coffee right. and by the I was like, just give me ten minutes and and by the time, I was sitting drinking a coffee in the park. I'd written that song, Uh, and and the bridge, like I I recorded a demo and the bridge wasn't written down. That was a spontaneous thing and it never changed. And and sometimes it works like that, and sometimes it does. Yeah, you gotta you gotta chip away at it. You know, Uh, with with birds uh, that song didn't work until I learned how to, uh, I learned a particular finger style pattern and then I went. I'm going to go back and try that song and and that led to, you know, the guitar part in the bridge and and all this stuff and 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 and, and, and when I bring it to the band it would yeah. it would get filled out but right. it it's uh yeah, it's not the same on any of them, I guess. Like yeah. it's I love once the melodies established and they're sort of music, then I can kind of play with the words a little bit. Yeah. Like they become a little more elastic and sometimes it'll take me years of going back and i'll find that song and i'll have you know a verse and a chorus written and and i'm like i really like that verse but i'd never figured out how to write the next verse as good as the first verse you know and 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 yeah that's
0: there's stuff like that that always haunts haunts a writer right because you're some words just don't fit, and you're going. How do I get this to? It's like putting this puzzle together in so many ways. And and do, were you testing these songs out on an audience? Were you getting, Did you have the opportunity to? Because a lot of the the process for many songwriters is, of course, once they get it in front of people, then their eyes they see you know where they're not getting it yet, and then they're able to fix that. Sort of. Did you were so? Were you playing these out in in like a graffiti's or anywhere? Uh? Just by yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that okay. was
1: that was that was the beautiful thing about graffiti. Yeah. If I had a new song I could play it, uh even if it meant take telling the band to take five, uh yeah, yeah. or just yeah. throwing it at them and seeing what happened. Uh and and that's a really powerful thing, uh yeah. to get I think to get that audience feedback. Uh like it's really hard, I think, right now. I think a lot of the the struggles that songwriters are having not you know creating things is, is not getting that feedback.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, and because of course their livelihood and every other aspect of it's sure, so sure. troublesome.
1: But yeah. But you know, art artists kind of inevitable if you if if you're the person who needs that to express themselves then at some point it's going to come out. Yeah, and exactly yeah you know for those people like there's periods where you input information and there's periods where you output information and i think when you have such a massive like worldwide uh communal grief uh not to mention all the you know being pulled in so many directions these these days uh yeah I think I think it's it's going to I think it's taking some people a little longer to process it all and and some people are doing that really well and 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 some people need some time. You know, it it feels it feels right now that like the world is is going through couples counseling. Uh <laughs>
0: couples counseling. <and laughs> That's yeah, a good I way think, to put it. Everybody
1: yeah. probably needs to read uh uh yeah. What's the uh, "Hold Me Tight"? You know yeah, that oh one. Oh no, that, that sounds. <laughs> That's like uh, relationship counseling 101. Yeah. yeah. If uh, if your if your therapist pulls out "Hold Me Tight," that means you're starting at square one, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I had marriage counseling. I mean, uh, so uh, and it mm. didn't help my uh, first marriage at all. So, um, but uh, anyway, S- sometimes dig- it
1: helps. Uh, so sure what? Yeah. You know. Well, I, you know, I have to admit that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I probably, you know, we don't know each other, but I, I've, I probably never shared that. But I went through a period in my life of massive uh, depression, uh, largely triggered by a couple of things. First, my marriage dissolving. And, you know, tw- I've been sure. married for 20 years or so, and uh, but also right. my whole state in my life, like where I was career-wise, everything was just a mess, right? And yeah. I had the good fortune to have been introduced to this uh, psychiatrist, I guess, through my doctor. I guess he was a psychiatrist. I don't think he was. Yeah, he was a psychiatrist. And uh, the one thing that he said to me that I'll never forget in my whole life was that there was no way out. There's only through. Go through there's, on, there's no way out. The only way is through. And, sure. you know, I'm uh-huh. sure you, maybe you've heard that or not, but I couldn't believe that uh, what he did, what he gave me in that moment was the realization that I only had to take one step at a time and have the courage to just walk, you know. And uh, now that I'm much older, I look back on my life and find that there was some sort of guiding force in all of it, even though I hadn't didn't have a clue, right, um, and was pretty messed up. Something was sort of... <laughs> pulling me along almost by the nose as if, as it were and uh gently prodding me along sure. like you're we talking about the band so yeah. fascinating so yeah. isn't
1: there's that part of you that knows that like one day you'll be good
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm not sure about I... that but <laughs> but uh, at least uh, I'll be I'll be here i guess that's the thing yeah, uh, yeah. i
1: i I've, I've, I've felt that yeah. i think over the years that yeah. that feeling of like I'm not, I'm not where I want to be yet. Right. But I feel like I'm going to get there. Right. Wherever that is. Yeah. And, and that might be one point that gets, that you move through and, and having the courage to make those decisions is, is a really, it's a really brave thing. Like people yeah. like uproot their entire lives and, you know, you, you build and you build and you build and then you, and it changes and you. Yeah look at what you've got and you, you know, have the people that you love that are, are always going to love you. And, yeah. and, and you can rely on, on that and friendships. And yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was so lucky to have that coming, coming yeah. out of like yeah. this particular relationship. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's such a, you know, like that's what, yeah.
0: And like I s- needed
1: to make this record to get to that point. Sure.
0: Well, and you, you seem to be surrounded by uh, really good friends and that, too, the, f- the few times I've met you. Um, so the other, just to, before we go right into each of the songs, a, one global thing is the sound of the band is so neat. Uh, so, I don't know what the right word is. It's unique in a way. I mean, and very much of its own uh, self, I don't know what the right word is. Because every song has a little thing in it There's the, the little horn in it There's little Sounds like a little child xylophone And a few of them There's little things that just sit out the. I think it I, I don't know if it's a cello Or if it's like a, I mean some of the string sections I'm not sure if they're cellos Or if they're uh, like violas or something And uh, so That's th- actually uh, an octave violin Oh okay yeah yeah, so, you know that whole soundscape so
1: it has really heavy strings on a standard fiddle,
0: right? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that whole soundscape, you know that you're that the narrator in these songs is moving through, is filled with all kinds of little intricacies and uh, kind of uh, you know kind of entices you to just keep uh, listening because over you know at first, thank you, the songs seem a little heavy, right? At first when you first listen to it, and then as you relax and let this come over you cuz i kind of listen to albums from start to finish these days and just sort of let mm-hmm. myself fall into them and uh, uh yeah so there's that element there so it must have been exciting to, to have the band with you and where did you record it how did you put it together did you have a studio somewhere or a producer and all those sorts of things
1: uh yeah we actually uh a, a friend of ours, uh, Harrison Fine, had a I, studio yeah. in the same building as, as Graffiti's in the bar, okay. and and he he recorded a couple of records with with, with Carl Russo, Carl, yeah. and yeah. uh and I, I I I sent him a message in the middle of the night, like panicked, like I need to make a record now, kind of thing, <laughs> and and we and we booked uh you know four Sundays in April of whatever year. And did the majority of the tracking and the bed tracks, uh, kind of live off the floor with the three of us. Uh, and I, I wanted to produce this because I had a, I think a, an idea that I was trying to work out that I didn't think I could communicate to anyone else. Right. Uh, and, and so, he agreed to, you know, engineer and kind of take a step back from his usual producing thing and let me let me take the reins mm-hmm. and uh you know for better or for worse uh some of it i think works and some of it uh i'm, I'm still work like trying to get there it's a yeah. journey for me yeah. and and uh and we worked together a lot once once the beds were done we did we kind of took a break and came back uh you know when i could afford to hey. Uh, which, you know, of course coincided with me working every day of my life in another job and yeah. scheduling in the evenings and, and sure. getting Cassie and Tristan to come in. And, and uh, yeah, mo- most of it, a lot of it was done in mixing, kind of taking what we did and pulling stuff in and realizing we needed to add things in certain yeah. places. But uh, it's... at, at at its core it's uh, it's the three of us playing these songs uh, in a room yeah. and uh, and I but I wanted it to feel kind of like when you're in a room with an accordion and you're singing over it and there's <laughs> strings and trumpet and you could or like the sound just it f- fills your whole body right. and and I wanted accordion is such a difficult instrument to mix because it takes up so many frequencies and it's yeah. like it's a huge instrument right. and i wanted it to be like front like right in your head like like a warm blanket almost right. and usually the accordion kind of gets pulled way back in a, yeah. in a mix <laughs> yeah. uh to to, yeah. to 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 add like a rhythm or something and i i i wanted it like right you know right up me it's it's almost like a, pea, a peacock or something. Yeah. Like I'm just this little bird in the middle, mm-hmm. and there's all this like beautiful tail it. around it. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, is that you, that's is that you playing accordion on there? No, no, you don't play accordion, right?
1: No, that's Tris Tristan. Tristan. Yeah. Now he not really. I can I can I can get a little <laughs> umpa.
0: up. Yeah. Um, now, tell us a little bit about Tristan because he plays a couple of instruments, doesn't he? He plays—isn't uh, is, he the one that plays the tiny uh, horn as well, or the little trumpet? And
1: uh... yeah, the pocket trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays the the Glockenspiel, as you said. That's right. the that's okay. the
0: uh, proper thinking, the xylophone. Yeah, I was thinking it was a little kid's xylophone. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. I met Tristan. I had an open mic uh, at the Free Times Cafe many, mm-hmm. many years ago, and a couple years before we ever played together, and, and I walked into the room, and he, I think he was playing like an Owen Pallet song, right. uh, and he's singing, he's playing the accordion, and there's a moment where there's a, 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 a melody that comes in, and he just reaches over, and he picks up his little trumpet, <laughs> and he's chording with one hand, and he's playing the melody on the other which is
0: yeah
1: Yeah. like a great visual it's a it's one of those things that's like oh cool and and the texture of those instruments like i was after my first record like i wanted to get a a multi-instrumentalist to play with i didn't really want to play with another guitar player right um and 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 i was like ideally if i had to create someone in my head it was like oh, i wish i could get someone to play like the accordion and the trumpet and maybe like the piano you know right. and uh and i met tristan and he he feels that he was all of that and yeah. and we we had a lot of the the same we had a lot of overlap in what we loved and listened to and a lot of sort of early 2000s like indie stuff and, and lo fi which uh a lot of those bands had horns and accordions right. and, yeah. and, and and, and stuff like that. Like I, I really, I really dig those textures. Yeah. And the the accordion kind of becomes more of a
0: a woodwind section in his hands. That's right too. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Well, I mean, I just talked to a fellow from Vancouver who, <laughs> he was so proud of the fact that he had a Vancouver, he had a, an accordion in one song, and uh, he was all excited about that. Mm. You know, he said, imagine having an accordion. But I think is the accordion in almost all of these songs? I can't recall. Exactly, I listened to them this morning, but uh, quite prevalent there. Um, But it's just Uh, three of three of five, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And that was the the great thing too, because he played these other instruments. Like you don't want accordion in every song, right? No, no. Um, no, no. He he, like when I would bring a song to him, he he would often sit there listening for at least the first half of the song, thinking like, "What texture is gonna serve this?" And I really liked that about him because a lot of a lot of instrument, they'll start playing. Yeah. They, they do what they do, yeah. and and he very much, I think, would listen to the song and think what what is best for this. Yeah, and I, I really appreciated that. Yeah,
0: instrument. for sure. And well, and you have a very specific approach to the guitar too. I mean, because the way you use your uh, finger, your right hand, uh, your strumming hand, and your the, you kind of finger pick and almost uh, what is it? You kind, kind of, of f- strum. It's like a fla- It's almost like a, oh, you know that uh, I can't remember that banjo flailing, flailing in a way. It seems and uh, oh. you know I feel uh, like
1: I'm flailing in everything I do.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way, but you know, there's that term um, I can't remember what it's called anymore. Just went right out of my head. Yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah sort of you like have clawhammer. Yeah, clawhammer. Yeah, that's got a kind of that uh, very presence there, almost like the back here. But that's not the only way you. You attack the guitar, either right. You have other kind of methods. Your thumb and and you use a pick once in a while too. I think, right? Uh, I think I've seen you sometimes. Yeah.
1: yeah, more so. I, I strictly didn't for a long time, and yeah. I, I most of my strumming is done with my fingernail, right? Which has a, a very different timbre. Yeah, and uh, sometimes it works, and sometimes, sometimes. it doesn't. I think. Yeah. Uh, like I was a big uh, like growing up i loved the beatles and paul mccartney and when you when you listen when you watch him play like yesterday he's sort of like picking and flicking and 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 doing like a his own kind of hybrid style and um i spent years just living in apartments where the walls were so thin i could hear the neighbors (laughs) talking and stuff and so i was trying i was trying to play as quietly as possible right yeah and and started like the pick was too loud, too bright and i i just would hold hold it close to me and feel yeah. the vibrations in my right. chest and yeah. and then having to, and then having to play over the accordion like yeah. adapting those styles to to be louder yeah. and uh, ha- learning how to have to like bellow like in yeah. m- most of the time i sing pretty quietly and it's a very yeah. intimate thing but yeah. you know by by the end of birds i'm yeah Projecting that's, and uh, and I like I learned how to do that with with that band because yeah. otherwise they couldn't hear me at, at rehearsals and stuff. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's particularly what I love about the five songs is that it does that to you and the, and the the string what's her the, I've forgotten her name uh, that plays the violin on this Cassie Norton. Cassie, yes, she's so extraordinary. I've uh, played a few of her tunes over the years, and yeah, she'd be a great one to talk to. Yeah, so, and have you, so how have you, have you managed to stay connected through the pandemic in terms of your ability to play together, or have you had any way to get together at all? Uh,
1: No, not really. Um, We, uh yeah, I think the band uh we we've played together a couple times over mm-hmm. the years, but uh sort of over the course of making this like the those those guys had their own projects they wanted sure. to work on yeah, and yeah. uh and and that relationship uh you know like sure. we've all kind of just done our own thing and yeah. and Tristan was playing with Cassie for a while and uh, I, I don't know if he still is, but uh yeah the pen it lost lost a lot of touch with a lot of people and uh you know i think there's so many relationships sort of contained in this record and yeah. and the the stuff that I've been working on since i've i've been having different ideas of sounds in my head and stuff, right. so right. uh it's you know uh, things things these go what they will and uh yeah. that's not to say that we won't ever play these songs together or anything, but, uh, yeah, everyone's living their own lives. and sure. Just trying yeah. to get through. And um, but it, we, we had a little, we have a, a, a group chat that we hadn't, hadn't been active in a long time. And, and, and we had a few back and forth over the last few weeks. And I said, Hey, I, I finally made this thing. You know, I haven't changed the design at all. Uh, it's, uh, It's coming out, and uh, if you want to be involved, great. If not, I'll send you a copy. uh,
0: And the one final question about that before we go right into the songs is holding on to a recording for that period of time, it must have been very, very tempting to um, want to reconstruct or redesign or poke at it or something. And uh, how did you manage to avoid that? Cause that would have been a pitfall because you would have lost something i think very very powerful there uh, so how did you manage yeah. to resist <laughs> yeah
1: you know i had moments where i because i i had uh like over the years i've i've sent like i've talked about it sure you know, like it's going to come out in the fall it's going to yeah. come out in the spring yeah. it's going to come out in the fall like it was just a cycle for several years of me saying this right. and occasionally I'd meet someone, uh, and I'd say, well, I mean, you can hear it. Like I have it in a Dropbox. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I had, yeah. a yeah, I had like the five songs separately and I had a, like a 23 minute MP3 master that, right. uh, that Peter Moore, the mastering engineer had sent me right. just to hear it all. Sickness tied together thing. because like they, it does flow. Like right. there, there is sort of transitions in there. Yeah. And, and I would send that to people and, and, and it's like, it is one cohesive piece. I'm not going to send you individual tracks. Like, right. here's the record. It's yeah. 23 minutes. Uh, if you want to listen to it, great. If you don't, yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and and I got a lot of like really nice feedback over the years. And, uh, and occasionally someone would say something like, oh, what, you changed this one thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I... I I you know I had I was so tempted but like Harrison doesn't even have that studio anymore right. like uh the mixing process was so elaborate that uh yeah like to to to, to break it apart just wouldn't it wouldn't work at all yeah. um well that's good and and it would lose all that and 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 yeah. you know like it's very much a record of of it's the time the, yeah
0: and yeah, the moment and it's caught that too i mean that's that's the beauty of it i mean uh Th- that those are those kinds of albums you know they just get uh, they sort of live forever in a way um and uh just the other thing too about this it's been a long time since your last real or actual official release right so it's I was thinking it was like 11 yeah. or 12 years uh, so that's quite a stretch so I guess you'll be free now to yeah yeah and i i love that uh, it was invisible fences i guess You are listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and we're in conversation with Eric Bleach about his brand-new album, More Than Anything You've Feared. So, let's talk about the songs, because let's get right into them. So, Calico Night starts the album. Calico Night, I mean, starts the album. It's got a fairly... uh, Dense, emotional kind of sound there initially, and then the lyrics yeah. start to to come in, and uh, there's they're haunting. The lyrics are very, very haunting in that song, and I, I know you've already talked a little bit about it. Can you give us any further insight into what you were trying to capture? I mean, who is this person standing on the street? I <laughs> wonder. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, is there anything um, more you can say around
1: that? Yeah, uh, I try. I try not to be too specific of like this is where I was in this moment because yeah. I don't want to color the song for other people. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was surrounding a, a, a death, a loss of, uh, and it was it was quite sudden and uh, um, tr- I guess it was fairly traumatic and. Yeah, sure. uh, and and i was trying to process that um like i said earlier like i i failed at writing a song the evening before i was crying and not liking anything i was doing and being very literal and and when i when i woke up in the morning having slept on it and i had those two first lines mm-hmm. in my notebook sitting in front of me it, it all just came together in a in a moment of like I was ready to, to channel whatever that was. And, and it was, I mean, I look at it like very much telling myself like it's going to be okay. Right. Um, don't, don't put your head in the sand. Uh, this is, this is a thing that happened. It's unavoidable and you need to move through it and past it and, Um, you know in a larger thing like arranging it and stuff um, like this was like the organs and the piano that are in it that give it that density Mm -hmm. that are almost just like a block yeah um, came came last they were we had the song and we've been trying to mix it and it just always felt like it was missing something right um and it had all these sort of beautiful things on top with all these harmonies and the trumpet line and, and the sort of really watery octave violin. And um yeah, I I took I took I took the the, the mix that I had and I dropped it into like a garage band and I started playing with or- organs and came up with like, okay, this is what we need to do to finish this thing and, and then I went back to the studio and Harrison and I Yeah found those sounds and stuff and i think some people have told me that they wish the the vocal was higher right but at, at the time and like that would make sense from a standard mixing thing at the time i kind of wanted it to feel like that voice was was like it, it's a, a person in that fog of depression and yeah. and, and it's sort of like you have to fight to to get the voice out so when when i when the vocal goes up it's like struggling to right. to break out of this thing and not quite getting there yeah. and the 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 tempting thing on records is to to show the moment where you get there and i think having the struggle where it it doesn't quite break is it felt it felt like the right thing for me yeah. even you know if it if it's not going to be a, a single on pop radio or anything? But,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah well you know, actually and, yeah I, and then
1: when the second song hits it goes down to just the guitar yeah and the yeah. Sort of glockenspiel yeah. kicks in and it yeah i think having all that heft yeah
0: yeah
1: when it lets go you realize like there's so much space yeah. in that and mm. and that was that was what i was thinking trying to get with that yeah. one
0: yeah and I mean, in Calico night, uh, the one thing about the vocal um, is that it you you know you're listening to somebody tell a story, you know, in the night sort of thing or something. you know, you have to listen a little closer because it's important what they're trying to tell you. So yeah, I thought you did a great job on that song and I actually looked up Calico because I was trying to figure out why why Calico night? And I came across this incredible set of paintings. Uh, called calico really? shades or something, yeah, and they're like all kind of different kinds of almost like almost like paint just flowing everywhere. Anyway, kind of. Then I thought, oh, okay, now I kind of get because at first I was thinking like uh, you know almost like a dress or something or something. I couldn't quite get the image in my head, and then uh, after that, mm. I, and all of a sudden, it started to make sense to me. Now, lampshade, yeah. Uh, the- Sorry.
1: I can I can address that if you yeah, want sure uh, that that so. was uh like that was an image that stayed in my head from from the evening it, like yeah. the the sky I get, I get really great sunsets from my apartment really? Really? Um, and and it was kind of cloudy and it was starting to like the Sun had probably just gone down and there was spots of like red and orange and spots of darker and it, it like this guy reminded me of uh, of like a calico pattern right. on right. a cat. And, yeah. Okay. And and that was uh, and that that and that connected to something that was also part of all this. So yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, well, it's a great yeah, image. I guess. Yeah. I think uh, I think if when people listen to it more carefully, they'll... I love
1: I love that you connected it to a painting. That's yeah. It's really yeah. You know, fitting with this.
0: Well, it seemed uh, just the the mood of the whole tune seemed very much like that to me, Um, and it seems like an important piece to me, Eric. So I wanted to listen to it carefully, and uh, you know, I've been trying to really dig into this. Lampshade, of course, I've I've you introduced lampshade as a kind of video many years ago, and that I'm still struck by that little image of like what I can't. I think you sh- sent out that as a little there was like a kind of a scarf over a lampshade and you're sort of standing off to the side or something and uh, and uh and I I mean it was probably oh, yeah. just a demo of it or something but uh, that always sort of haunted me <laughs> that's I
1: forgot about that yeah yeah I uh I I made a vi- yeah I did a live video in a in a hotel room in Thunder Bay right um and like sitting on the floor right and yeah i forgot about that and i probably there's probably a stinger on it that says like you know from this album coming yeah
0: soon (laughs) you know spring uh
1: (laughs) 20 yeah you know yeah 2004 or something you know
0: yeah
1: uh yeah i forgot about that yeah
0: yeah so you already talked a little bit about landshades. So let's let's move on to pink guitar because that's quite an interesting song. Um, and is that in reference to your guitar? Because sure, I've sure. seen pictures of you playing a pink guitar or something. But do you want to take us through that song a bit? It
1: is, yeah. Um, yeah, that song f- for me has been so many things. That's a song that I, I still play. Most, most of the time. Uh, I, think, I think that song's really the heart of the record. And, and the, the title, More Than Anything You Feared, of, of course, comes from a line in that song where it says, uh, count all the hairs turning white in my beard, believe in our love more than anything you've feared. Right. Uh, and and it's, it's that idea of, you know, I wrote that early in a relationship thinking of the future and thinking about growing with someone and kind of romanticizing that idea. Um, and, and I think there's, there's a lot of kind of weight in that of like whether, whether you will whether they will like it's it's about taking a leap of faith and being vulnerable with someone and trusting that they're not gonna tear you to shreds and, mm-hmm. and vice versa and, yeah you know those moments where you know you, you need to be kind to somebody yeah, yeah. Um, because you know nobody nobody can hurt us like the people who know us and who love us like, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, or we can't hurt um, yeah, those that we yeah, love. Yeah, I mean,
1: for me, it's a it's a very specific.
0: Uh... Sorry, song. say that again. No, I was saying we can strike out so uh, harshly at the people we love too, right? So that's, there's that element to it. So is this is yeah. Pink guitar a love song? Would that is that how you would describe that song?
1: I I would say it's a love song. And yeah think for me i think it's really hard to write a simple love song and and that's something that i i've tried to do over right. the years since i was like a teenager and <laughs> i didn't i didn't even know what it like the first thing about it you know yeah. uh and i i think it's hard to do that hit a it hit a box and it sort of, I went like a, with the the sort of Tom Waits, you know, write seven verses and pick three. <laughs> uh, and, okay. and I can't, I can't imagine it with anything else uh, than the way it ended up. And it started out as a very different feel. Right. And I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, the Pink Guitar... Find when I'm in new in a relationship, I get completely like absorbed sure. and lost in in this other world, um, in someone else's world, and uh, and living in uh, in Toronto, like everything's so spread out. Like I work an hour away from where I live, and and I live 45 minutes away from this person I'm started to see, and. Mm-hmm. You know i started spending a lot of time uh there and and i i didn't have my my guitar and and that's like the one thing that like i'm not gonna lose in a relationship like i i need to be able to create and and i found this guitar at a at a thrift store it was six dollars <laughs> and it had like three strings on it right. and it's you know it's made of cardboard basically and <laughs> and i kind of picked it up and and i thought well i know i have friends with kids and stuff i i uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw some you know extra late strings on it and i'll see how it plays and maybe i can fix it up and, and right. give it to to somebody as their first guitar right. and when i did that i quickly realized that if this was somebody's first guitar, they were never going to stick with it. Like it it played so badly. And, uh, and I, it was such a small scale that I, I sort of tuned it up to like a G from from an E. So it, wow. uh, It's, it's like having a capo in the third fret. Right. And and the, and so I, I just had it around and I was playing it. And I thought like, if I can make somebody feel something with this thing, instrument than the song like it was sort of a challenge like can i make you you know and and i i i asked uh wait partner if i could if i could leave a couple things at at her place and i i got it you know a toothbrush and probably some extra t-shirts and stuff and i brought over this guitar and i figured like it's It's like a $6 guitar. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, If this doesn't work out, I lose this thing. It's not (laughs) going to... Low risk. (laughs) And it became... And it became something that I had of my own in that relationship. And I could... And we'd sit out on the balcony kind of overlooking Kensington Market and and play and listen to the, you know, there was a viola player that would always busk across the street and, mm-hmm. and having those sort of sounds and textures in the street. And it's very much a, a song from that place and that time. And, and, as, and, and, and in that moment of like, is this going to be something or is it not? And it, it felt very much like, yes like i'm jumping in with two feet i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna yeah tiptoe around this um and and that guitar like i wrote that song on that guitar in that apartment and and it it, it reconnected with something because i've been trying to right. i've been trying to write in a different style i think for a long time and i think a lot of people and would say that like i am best at a campfire at four in the morning when it's quiet and <laughs> and everybody's like in that space, space yeah. and 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 it felt like a song that lived in in that yeah like there's sort of and
0: that's truly it's
1: the quiet and yeah. uh and and then and then with the the band you know we created this like big you know swell like it's a I, I think a lot in terms of movie scores and i I love like john bryan and uh different film composers and the way that they're able to manipulate the emotions and uh yeah the the moment in that song where it kind of just like blooms yeah uh yeah i love you know um, Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, And and of course, that's the, you know, when you talk about the late hour campfire songs, those are when the real magic hits. But the times I've seen you in concert, which haven't been that many, but uh, you you have a very strong stage presence in, in my humble estimation. And I find that you always, well, in my case, I was always drawn to where you were taking me as a listener. So I... Always appreciated that. So, I so, and that was not at four in the morning. It was like around eight o'clock at night. So, I can't say for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. sure. That I mean that's the other. Like, I, I love a, 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 yeah. I, I just love. I love connecting with people. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's why. Yeah. You know, I I make music for myself to understand myself, but being yeah. able to connect with other people is
0: yeah well
1: like that's it's not easy, especially like we were talking about earlier, like right now it's it's amazing what the things that trigger other people have become right. um, yeah and and something that would have felt very innocuous a few years ago is like oh i I can't disclose this thing about how I feel otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I'm inviting like a, Oh,
0: yeah, there's a... Pa- just, yeah, you'll be jumped. I mean, yeah. everywhere you turn, there's. it seems like there's just like a pack of wolves waiting to eat you alive, you know, if you dare. Uh, uh, yeah, there's... We're... It's really brittle. Everything's very brittle, and I'm not sure. Uh, we already chatted about that a bit, but it's very disconcerting. Uh, yeah,
1: and there's um, a there's yeah. a line in, in Calico that's something... I can't remember it right yeah, now. It's yeah, some, yeah. something like, you know, everybody's tell you got to take a side it's like yeah. what side are you on what side are you on yeah um yeah and,
0: and of course we're all on this I, like
1: i look back to the
0: we're all on the same or, side yeah, anyway I,
1: I look back to the sort of folk, folk revival in the 60s and, yeah
0: yeah
1: i guess i i just like i feel like books you never read of the album i think it's like it it's one of those songs that probably shouldn't work it's you know it's seven minutes and it's two chords and it's a series of images and i i think when i when i listen back like in those moments when you're creating something you you maybe you start to doubt yourself and maybe certain things aren't coming together and that song is out of everything like the most live um thing of the the band and i and 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 these eerie you know soundscapes happening like tristan Mm -hmm. was bowing the glockenspiel and and cassie was playing these harmonics and um i think yeah i guess that that song for me is just it's really special and it very well could have been one of those songs that got lost um because of uh like it was kind of a fight to keep that song alive yeah, um, yeah. when you write that kind of song in the context of a relationship uh it doesn't make the other person feel good you know
0: <laughs> yeah i uh, <laughs> can imagine so
1: and but 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 that song for me is very much about myself and it's about right. being in a like a fairly uh, heavy depressive episode and trying to reconnect with things. And it's not about not feeling something for the other person. It's about not feeling something for anything. Mm-hmm. It's everything is colorless. And, uh, and, and so like that song very much feels like my depression, uh, yeah. for me. in, and, and I, I, you know i hope people won't connect with it <laughs> yeah, yeah uh for you know my but you know if 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 people do i th- i think that's you know that that's a song for some people right
0: Yeah. You know, whereas i think pink guitar is a song for everybody More people, um, yeah and Calico night yeah well and of course um it's a song for you though eric so that's what makes it even you know so But I have to admit, I I haven't, And I I spent time with that the last time we talked, but I haven't spent a lot of, I listened to it, you know, last night and this morning, but it hasn't stuck with me as much as this. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, Birds, of course, is a whole other Um, uh, tune. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it, in fact, is quite inspiring, uh, the way the arrangement works and the lyrics and I mean, so you go from. Thank you. Um, and and it f- feels at, at coming at the end of the album like, um, you know, a release of sorts, a freedom of sorts, and also perhaps a new beginning. Or I mean, I could be reading into those things, but but it also seems to yeah, invite absolutely invites the listeners along for the next chapter of your creative output. So. Uh, it was it's in a good spot. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I, That's that's great. I'm glad that I'm glad that 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 comes across cuz that was Yeah. This EP was originally supposed to be like a prologue to something else. Right. Um and that that something else hasn't happened yet. Right. Um yeah. but there is like this record for me was uh building towards something. Right. And it's it's very much a transitional record and a transitional period in emotions and and birds is uh you know coming right after books yeah uh they're they're very much they like i i don't remember exact like they were written around the same time they yeah. must have been cuz they both share the image of of sort of being tied to the ground and looking up at uh birds and planes you know and thinking about people leaving and i I think that now like i i live under the flight path for you know where the the planes come in over toronto and they land in mississauga um and and i have lived under the flight path in other parts of the city and and so this this thing of looking up and seeing planes and imagining you know when you're feeling stuck and tethered to the earth looking up and and imagining people going on vacations and business trips and all these things held so much weight for me at the time. And and now looking up and seeing them, there's, there's that added thing of, of, you know, COVID and, and, you know, whether you're trying to do the right thing, sometimes being, in a in a depressed state is sort of like I'm just trying to get through this next thing and I'm kind of numbing myself out because it's too painful and I need to get to the next thing and watching uh you know social media all the things seeing other people yeah. living their lives and seeing your friends move forward and a chain all these 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 moments in their lives and their careers and they're having children and getting promotions and collaborating with beautiful artists and and that feeling of of not getting anywhere mm. of being stuck there you know lives in this record and, and birds f- was very much the moment of like I'm not here yet but I'm, I'm going to write myself out of it right. yeah and and it, it it is a hopeful song for me and yeah. it, it is about
0: yeah.
1: pushing past you know that like what you've afraid of and you know, there's that line
0: uh, uh yeah, I mean I think there's a line about, you know, if we could only sing like the birds or something, I can't can't recall. I didn't write it down, but
1: uh Yeah, it's like, you know if I knew what to say and how to right. move forward I'd be doing it, but I'm I'm here and I'm 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 thinking about it and I'm writing it and uh, yeah, it's as if uh, I'd be if I had if I had the words, I wouldn't be sitting here writing them down. I'd be singing with the birds from the right. tallest tree around. And right. that the the tallest tree around. I th- I thought about calling the record that at one point it wasn't yeah. wasn't the right thing, but yeah. that that thing of like I'm I need to put this out. I need to speak my piece and mm. and give give this album to whoever wants to listen to it and whoever connects with it, they can have it and it can be theirs. It, it's not, it's not necessarily mine anymore. Yeah. I, like I very much feel at that point and I've, I put out records before getting to that point. Yeah. And it's a, a complicated thing. And, and I, I very much, like I feel, I feel so proud and, of this thing and at peace and, and I love that it exists as an artifact of that time. And I love that yeah. Other people are going to get to hear it and and go through their own journey and mm-hmm. and and some will connect and some won't and and that's that's how it goes and yeah. and, and it'll
0: be in the world and that's that's fine that's yeah. that's what a record is yeah I, I wonder uh, I I mean uh, if if you don't mind I'll just share you know off the record I'll just share something so I in a period of deep deep darkness for me in my mid 40s or so i uh was uh, lucky enough to have a mentor at the time and he said with every great sadness there's great joy and um i didn't know what the hell he was talking about because i felt so miserable and i could barely (laughs) put one foot in front of the other etc and uh yeah I was really wrestling with a session and myself one evening and, uh, and uh, all of a sudden I saw this kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, within me, even though I was overwhelmed by this heavy weight, within me there was this little sort of light of some sort, I didn't, light is the wrong word, but a lightness that was floating amongst Mm -hmm. or with this or coexisting with this and once I recognized that all of a sudden this huge weight lifted off my shoulders it was an extraordinary experience Um, and you know and certainly it wasn't something that I came to of my own I just had to endure but but you know my friend kept saying these things coexist together and when I so, I don't know. I mean, in a one way, what I was trying to get to is birds and, you know, books that you've never read kind of are those kind of, uh, you know, holistic experiences. And uh, so, I mean, it's an extraordinary thing we're given this life of ours. <laughs> we have so much to experience. So, um, anyway, and you know the funny thing, Eric, after yeah. I had that experience, I've never actually had that, I've been you know down a few times but never to that extent I'd never been dragged down to that that sort of st- and and wow, uh, that's it's amazing incredible. you know and uh you know Leonard Cohen talked about that I don't know if you read you know he he was he had a huge problem his whole life and then you know he he wrote uh you know he went off to that monastery and all that stuff and all of a sudden in one Oh yeah sit- like the sit- book of longing yeah yeah <laughs> You know, and then he yeah. he, he discovered. I love, uh, yeah. He, he, yeah, go ahead, sir. I,
1: I love in that how on, like he's he's at this monastery and he's he's like on Mount Baldi or whatever right. and he's writing about the monks and and stuff, but he can't stop thinking about like women that he yeah. he just wants to be with. Yeah, and, like he he can't let go of of that part of himself and he's and he kind of realizes that and he's like, I just want a scotch. Yeah, and like. I want to spend some time with someone I love, yeah, and, yeah. and that's what, it's almost like he discovered that, like he, he's like, oh, I just, I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to become this thing.
0: And I've read, too, I'm, that
1: he... I'm already who I am.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I read somewhere that that's where he, he was, he, that was enlightenment, just being who you are, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and. T.S. Eliot talked about that too, you know. In the end, we only come back to where we started, and and understand it for the first time, you know. So it's amazing. Anyway, it's an incredible work. What have you got lined up next? Have you got some more uh, work coming out and uh, getting ready to?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I've got I've I've got a, a another album that I I need to get back to that I started recording with. Uh, our mutual friend Dave Plank, right, uh, right, Dave. in his living room. That yeah. you know will be a, a kind of the next chapter of this thing. I, th- right. I think yeah. sort of the, and it's going to be called a place to hide, <laughs> and it's it's very much about finding <laughs> yeah. finding home and, right. and 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 finding yourself coming out of um a, what, a very. Uh, yeah, whatever experience this was, yeah. um, and you know, at the start of the pandemic, I started writing a, a multi-part concept album uh, about the end of the world and uh, rebuilding civilization, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, one of the tunes on that, you uh, maybe you've heard, it was it came out on a, a mixtape that some friends of mine did uh, from from the. In basements on Sundays, uh, group that that used used to play. There's a beautiful songwriting community in Toronto that were meeting once a week uh, in the basement of of Winona Lodge. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of this this whole thing, they put out a challenge to everyone. Said, "We're gonna do these mixtapes. If you can record something." from your couch from Great. whatever you got, if it's a voice memo or you have a studio, like send it to us, we'll put them out. And, uh, and I wrote kind of like a sci-fi spaghetti Western. Yeah. Painted highways tune for that. I think, it's... um, that was a uh, Prairie skyline. Oh, Prairie. Um, yeah. Okay.
0: I think I've got, yeah.
1: Actually. Yeah. Painted highways was from, a a record that never got finished. That was the oh, first yeah. time we played that, that, collection I, I still need to do something with but yeah, yeah I got I got a lot of ideas I started recording some singles with friends kind of one-offs that mm-hmm. um, I think I think I'm gonna start releasing like a song once in a while yeah uh, now that now that this is out like uh, it's I'm ready to, to finish some other stuff and get back to it yeah. and, uh, and that's very exciting and I'm trying not to I'm trying not to write right now I'm trying to just Take what comes and yeah. live my life and and work on these things and 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 when I'm ready, then I'll kind of start to open up yeah. those and uh, all the books that I have read and and all the experiences yeah. and this this last couple of years and where the world's at and where I'm at in my own life yeah. all that stuff uh you know yeah will come out eventually. <laughs> uh, but,
0: well, I'm sure it will. I mean, you're gifted enough that it will. It, it, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're, uh, uh, what I was going to say, you're a careful craftsman, but uh, it'll come. I'm sure you'll have this burst at some point where songs are flying. Out of you. You've been listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. Our guest was Eric Bleach in conversation about his new album More Than Anything You Feared. Thanks for listening.